from Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com, it's The Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, February 11th, 2011, and this is The Relevant Podcast. This is the first time I had, I've had to say February in February. a year. It's a tough word for, for me to say. Feb- when, when it's I, spelled I, very oddly, too. Well, if I, I spelled wrong for If I say it years. correctly, it's the burr thing that trips me up. The burr. Kind of like Ewan <laughs> McGregor. Uh, <laughs> That's why I like avoid that. ever referencing Ewan McGregor. Or February. Yeah, I, 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 I have lay a, low for this month, and every time a Ewan McGregor movie is released, I have a hard time with brewer, brewery as well. So if Ewan McGregor went to a brewery in February, I'd have a really, really hard time. What, what about the Roger? I think that's the fourth podcast in a row that Roger has been referenced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios is the very lovely Josh Loveless. Hi, people. I almost said hi again. <laughs> Every time. I think that's the, the sixth podcast. Yeah. Right. Got to keep him guessing. <laughs> to his immediate right, uh, Maya Strang. Hi. Our illustrious producer behind the wall of glass on the ones and twos, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. And on the Skype line, all the way from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. We have a great podcast lined up for you, um, despite its rocky start. Uh, we have a live, I guess not live, we recorded a few days ago, but an in-studio performance by a, a great artist, Audrey Assad, who uh, is blowing up and uh, was in a recent issue of Relevant, actually. If you go to Amazon MP3's uh, front page, yeah. it says, great music you might have missed. Audrey Assad's album has been on it for like two months. Like, right there on the front wow, page. Look at that. That's cool. Yeah. So that's coming up later. We also have your Oscars.biz winners. <laughs> Big and, day. Big day. Big for day. a lot of... For, yeah. I'm talking about for the reality stars themselves. I know they've been waiting with bated breath for this moment. Publicists are on the line, ready to <laughs> issue press releases the second we say it. I should have... I uh, once bought... I, it's in my closet. I bought a all-sequence teal dress just to have it, just in case. I should have worn it today. Wait, you, ha- today you own an all-sequin teal dress? Oh, yeah, dress? it's horrible, but I just bought it because it's like 7 bucks. You never know. $7? Yeah, is that like Russ? Oh. How do you $7. You live with this woman most of the She's time. She's never worn an all-sequin teal dress. It's just in there ready to go at any moment. <laughs> when did you buy it's this? Sat- every Saturday night at 7 o'clock. A year or two ago. <laughs> a year or two ago. I'm sorry, I don't go through her closet. You know, I just <laughs> see what she wears. She's not really a, a, a sequin a teal se- dress se- kind of girl. I just saw it and thought... I'm going to need that one day. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, oh, today awesome. would have been that day if I'd been thinking that's ahead. Awesome. You could have worn a tiara. <laughs> with, with, I have, I telling have me the in the last the year, Cameron still. has taken you to no galas. No galas. <laughs> no galas. Sorry. <laughs> I know. It's ready That's to go. a fundraiser dress for sure. Maybe. No. Fundraiser Valentine's Day. I think up. I remember you showing me this when you bought it, and it was a little too short to be a gala dress. <laughs> Wasn't it a little skimpy? It's I. It's one shoulder. It's sassy. It's it's sassy. Thank you. <laughs> hold on. The whole hold on. thing has, is sequenced. Has Cameron ever worn anything that you had to say? You know what? That's a little inappropriate. That's it's a, a little, little. It's a little too sassy. Little, a little sassy. Too sassy? Is, has there been anything he's stepped out of the closet with? 
Hey yo. Hey. hey All right. Well, moving on. <laughs> Not that I know of. Anything off the shoulder? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, okay. See through so tank top. <laughs> mesh. Yeah, I do wear a lot of mesh on the weekends. <laughs> he, he bought it. He bought it thinking I'm going to need that one day. I have a yeah. mesh, I have a black mesh tank Vacation. top that I wear. Does it show my, your midriff? My cutoff jean shorts. So yeah. It's just for working out in. <laughs> Anyways, all that to say, I should have worn it for the Oscars. Oscars.biz. Uh, somebody uh, tweeted relevant last night, very in, in, incredulously, and said, uh, guys, Oscars.biz is still available. What gives? But they misspelled it. Oh. It is O S K A R Z. You got to pay B-I-Z. attention. Yeah. Yeah. And no- we- nothing gives. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, music releases coming out on Tuesday, February 15th. Uh, we have a Striper. Is coming out with the covering. There's your mesh T-shirt. My, <laughs> <laughs> if there's any, yeah, if there's any occasion for a blue sequence dress, it's for to go by the release of the new striper yeah. album. I have my outfit for the release party. Cool. My, my mesh tank top. Ready? Cut off the uh, James Blake is coming out with James Blake. Drive by Truckers is uh, coming out with Go Go Boots, which could go with your your sassy teal sequence dress. <laughs> Bright Eyes is releasing the People's Key. Interesting. And Hillsong United is coming out with Aftermath. It's a different kind of album for them. It's a studio album, not a live worship album. Is it heavy metal with a name like Aftermath? <laughs> yes, Hillsong United Aftermath. is doing a heavy metal album. Yes. That's going to be good. It's a studio. You're saying it's a studio <laughs> album. That's not a reference to the kind of song that's on it. It's just the fact that it's on a live worship deal. It's still the same kind of music. Actually, they they venture into, into some new territory. Really? Yeah. I, ironically, Striper's new one is a live worship album. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They they uh, artistically venture beyond the kind of tried and true format of worship songs. Yeah. And it's it's getting, dare I say, mixed reactions. People love it, or it's it's too different from what they've loved about United, and yeah. so they haven't figured out if they like it yet or not this is i've, I've been seeing very mixed reactions and people have gotten the pre-releases that's so fr- i mean just i don't know it's it's just really interesting because you, you want there's a part of you that wants to root for you know some artistic act like you know hillsong united to do something different and then there's like that other part of you that goes you are what you are do your thing you and know it, like from a consumer standpoint yeah that's a really challenging position because hillsong united fills a need yeah. and sound like nobody else does what yeah, they do and if they stop yeah. doing it mm-hmm. who does it yeah yeah no but um there's some you know there's some songs on there that people unequivocally are like this is jaw-dropping amazing and then there's some more of the songs that kind of break format that that people have have mixed reactions about so go so, check it out i yeah. mean i think everybody should check it out yeah, yeah. All right, movie releases uh, coming out on Friday, February 18th. Ewan McGregor is in the brewery. Um, (laughs) I Am Number Four is coming out. It's uh, starring Alex uh, Pettifer. I don't know. Careful. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) on On my list here, it just says unknown, and I'm not sure if it's an unknown movie title or if the movie title is unknown. Uh, It's starting Liam Neeson and January Jones. Thankfully. Oh, the unknown, I believe. The unknown. Oh, okay, the unknown. That's, I think. Yeah. It was just written as unknown. That's uh, January Jones from uh, Mad Men. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Remember, oh, we're oh, like Betty Draper. Yeah. Yeah, where he gets, and then the movies, he gets an accident, and then everyone, his wife, doesn't know him. And it's 
So, see, pass. the unknown, unknown is a bad move because everyone who sees it's like they, you know, they're buying a ticket for unknown. Like it's it's like the mystery airhead flavor. You guys remember those? Mm-hmm. It was white and you didn't know what you were getting. It was like I knew a band for a while that they were called to be announced. Right. So <laughs> all their flyers would say so and so, and oh, the opening band is to be announced. <laughs> there was one there a band teach. called Free Beer tonight. So like when out on the marquee, it just says free beer tonight. So you get a big crowd. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty good marketing. Well, like back in the very earliest days, if you want to talk vague names, this, I don't know that I've ever told this publicly before. Uh-oh. The original name of the original Relevant name magazine. of Relevant. Oh, this is important. We need music. The Chad. original name of Relevant <laughs> was that because I thought it'd be really <laughs> funny. I thought it'd be really funny for people to say, I really like that magazine. And people be like, which one? That that one that magazine, <laughs> what magazine? Hold on, I'm gonna take a, a stab at this one. Were you in college when you thought yeah. of that? And and, <laughs> and I thought of a marketing line. This we, is that, there are which t- is a scripture. What's the scripture reference on that? Acts two or something. This is that which was prophesied by the prophet Joel that your young men you shall that, prophesy I, your young men. I, I like, your I'm, young men will dream dreams. Like hearing quote, yeah, quote is that one. Okay, that's that scripture. One. And this is that age. Do this you think is they the were talking? Yeah, they, you think they were talking about a magazine when? I think I think it, it's in the Bible code. Uh-huh. I really do. I I read it in the Bible code. code. I, I saw it in the Gary Busey film, The Bible Code. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Gary. Oh. So anyway, uh, unknown coming out. We think, uh, and also Big Mamas, like Father, like Son, starring oh. Martin Lawrence. Oh, She's so nice as somebody that gives Martin Lawrence work still i mean listen after it's like uh nick nicholas cage after like, tracy morgan's character does all those like big mom black whatever but, yeah. obviously clearly yeah. making fun of this franchise yeah. i can't believe they still have the audacity to make one of these well tyler perry's not involved which is surprising <laughs> i think that's that's someone else is out there trying to steal his shtick we'll see how it goes big mama's house and all that was before tyler perry yeah, that, 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 that preluded I know it's just interesting. They're still, uh, yeah, still cranking them out. But but you gotta admit, when the first one came out in those dinner table scenes, everyone laughed. That was funny. I didn't see the him. clumps. Remember the clump family before the clump movie when they were just the dinner table scenes. You guys know <laughs> what I'm talking about. But you're talking about. Eddie Murphy versus Martin Lawrence. Oh yeah, I forgot. That's, That's the true. clumps. That yeah. That's right. His this, were funny. This is in drag. Very different. Very different. <laughs> you're you're right. That was that was the professor, the nutty professor. Right. But he was in drag in some portions of, portions of that scene. Correct. I it believe. Is. Yes, that's true. He played so. all the characters. Okay, that'll do it for your entertainment releases and Eddie Murphy update. Stay tuned. <laughs> Up next, slices. You're listening to Holy Ghost. The song is Do It Again, which was also an X2. <laughs> uh, it's playing right now on Relevant FM. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard The Naked and Famous. Mm-hmm. The song is Punching in a Dream. Now, That's how you get I, this is a, I mean, you heard the song. This is a very good band. They're very passion pity. They're incredible. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, literally, we're, we're playing a video on Relevant TV of, of not this song. It's Youngblood, their other single. 
and Teresa came to me, you know, because she she curates relevant TV uh, selections, and and I'll and I'll speak into them every once in a while. She came to me, she said, "It's a really good band, and they're a lot like Passion Pit." And I'm just kind of concerned because the the name of the band, <laughs> the Naked and Famous. Is it okay if you're naked? No. <laughs> All right, let's look at it, Teresa. And then they don't sing about being naked and famous, so uh, sure, why not? And they're not naked and famous in the video? Yeah, I was going to say, the only they're hang naked. is they're, they're not famous in yet. all their videos. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And think of how many people out there Google naked and famous, and now they're going to find our website. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's, like the create, it's like the free beer tonight. You know, it's like SEO brilliance, naked and famous. That's our ministry. Leave them to Jesus when they're looking for naked and famous. <laughs> Yeah, we can buy Google AdWords yeah. next to that search. Yeah. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? Well, this one is from your home, the home state of Florida. Uh, so you guys are probably really familiar with this story. It's about a nunchuck attack. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's probably front page news for the last like two weeks. Um, so th- this happened <laughs> at, a, at a fine hotel establishment in Tampa where a guy was staying and he owed another guy money. So the guy who he owed money to came, it was $40, which if there's any ever a reason to go call someone in a hotel room with a gun, it's over an amount like $40. Right. Of course. Uh, so he goes to the hotel where the guy who owes him money is staying with a gun. Well, the guy staying at the hotel luckily always carries nunchucks with him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he was able to... Uh, hit the guy and I think he actually even uh, knocked the gun out of his hand, but he whacked the guy in the ear with the nunchucks Ooh. and the guy fled. Yeah, that would And hurt. the police arrested him. Now he's, you know, being, uh, uh, you know, charged with uh, robbery. But is there, a, the ear may be the second most painful part on the body to get hit with a pair of nunchucks. Yeah. Would you like to reference the first part? <laughs> number one. I think that's self-evident. Okay. I think anyone who's ever played with nunchucks <laughs> uh, has learned the lesson the hard way where the most painful spot is. We've seen the videos on TV. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. If you, if you haven't, if you don't know, I would, I would suggest that you, YouTube nunchuck accident. Just see what comes up. Or just or just watch one episode of America's Funniest Home Videos because that will probably be one of the videos. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, the lesson is for your protection, I think everyone should carry nunchucks all the time and learn how to whack someone in the ear with them. If you're staying in a motel in Tampa, that's the lesson. <laughs> I think I think I think motels in, in Tampa actually come with nunchucks under yeah. the pillow. Yeah. yeah. Right next to the Gideon's Bible. <laughs> yeah. It's like they're in that drawer. <laughs> you, you get you get fresh towels, a Gideon Bible, and a couple pair of nunchucks. Well, the fresh towel, towels are debatable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When I say fresh towels, I mean dirty wash rags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Okay, Maya, what do you have? My slice is terrifying. Um, This past week, one of the baggage people at the Reagan National Airport got trapped. Somebody, like one of the other guys closed it and they were supposed to leave. And all of a sudden the passengers on the plane heard somebody screaming underneath them and yelling and banging on the floor. And they had trapped someone in, in the bottom of the plane. Is that not terrifying? Are you serious? I'm serious. How does that even happen? He he apparently he crawled up, maybe something got stuck and he had to like move it and one of the other guys he crawled into the cargo compartment compartment and the other guy didn't know he was in there. And but but the thing is that guy's actual job was to drive the little thing that pushes the plane back. Yeah. 
and they couldn't find that guy. <laughs> and they're like, hmm. And so like the pilot apparently like yelled out to the guys downstairs or down on the ground. And um and then all of a sudden, you know, they heard this guy yelling and they told him and they opened it. And then the guy just jumps out and gets on and does his job and, and puts pushes him away. You, you know how I picture that going down? You know, like when the bags are going out that little conveyor belt into the plane? Uh-huh. <laughs> like the guy's like, ooh, look, a fun size Twix bar. And he like reaches for it and he kind of crawls up there and he's like, no. <laughs> well, apparently this, is, this has happened before. One time, unfortunately, somebody lost their life when this happened. But two years ago on JetBlue, a cargo handle, handler got stuck in the cargo uh, compartment and flew from Kennedy International Airport in New York to Logan Airport in Boston. Here, here's my question. How do the other baggage handlers not realize that their buddy is no longer standing there? Like, I could have sworn Kevin was working today. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure he's fine. Especially when they're all lined up on the tarmac spelling out bags fly free <laughs> on their chest. You, you, If the A is missing, you know... You know, you're missing that guy. Well, I mean, yeah. I think maybe the guy who pushes you back maybe doesn't work for the airline, but the baggage people do work for the airline. I mean, the guy who pushes you back might work for the airport. And so maybe, they, maybe. maybe there's a rivalry, and they don't really t- pay attention to the other people. Yeah. Especially know? if they're playing basketball. Right. <laughs> no wonder <laughs> yeah, we are too distracted playing basketball to worry about human life. I, I flew out of Reagan last week, and then we had an issue with that trolley in our flight. Right. Remember? They had to get a new one. They had to get a new one. It didn't. It just stopped didn't, working. It didn't push. There might have been someone stuck. It yeah. Was, yeah, it wouldn't push. Maybe it wouldn't push because nobody was in it. Thankfully, that guy's job was to push the plane back, so they realized he wasn't there. In yeah, case, in or case we would have never know. seen him again. Yeah. I imagine the pilot opened the window. It was like, hello. It says he did open the window. Did he really? Yeah. Hello. I didn't know you could open those windows. <laughs> I know. I didn't know you can. can. There's whenever like a manual you're, crank yeah, yeah, like you're in an old ship. No, they ship slide bag. all the way open. Whenever you're, when, well, if it's a little it's a little warm in the cockpit, they'll just crack the window while they're flying. No, they don't do that. Oh. But when they're sitting there, if you go, <laughs> gonna tank. when you're getting on the plane, just look to your left. Usually the pilot is sitting there with his elbow hanging out the window. What? Like relaxing. Relaxing? Yeah. No, he's like, like he's going for like a Sunday afternoon drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does he have his like foot up on the dashboard? <laughs> I don't know. I can't see the foot. I can see the elbow. Oh, my gosh. Um, Okay, what do you have? Uh, Okay, so in Philadelphia, um, there was a postal worker, a female postal worker, who, uh, I don't know why I added that part. That's irrelevant uh, to the story. Well, it makes her able to change diapers in the church nursery. Oh! Oh. See, we we can go back there if you want uh, from a couple weeks ago. Anyway, she she was uh, doing her postal worker duties and saw that uh, a kid was being chased by um, several pit bulls. And she took the kid and put the kid in the little postal worker van truck. What do you call that, by the way? A mail mail truck? Ma- yeah. I mean, is it a truck? Yeah. Is it a van? Ma- I think they call it truck. mail trucks. Mail trucks? I mean, see, again, like totally gender exclusive, and I'm not happy about that. <laughs> so they get in the, the female is riding in the mail truck. See, this is why I knew it all come back around. <laughs> uh, puts the kid in the mail truck, brings the kid, uh, you know, uh, to the postal station. Is that what you, the postal office? Sure. Post office. I can't even think of normal <laughs> words right now as I'm trying to pitch this. Anyway, John, are you really that fami- unfamiliar with the postal system? I've, I've only sent email, never sent an actual letter in the mail before. Oh, they put uh, those little stickers on the little foldy pieces of paper. They're scratching stuff. That you have to lick. Scratch what are those snap. called? Uh, email. Uh, yeah, email. Uh, anyway, so the uh, the postal the postal worker's <laughs> boss finds out about this that she you know put a kid in the truck and she out. fired she was fired 
Really? From the U.S. Postal Service. Because what apparently, like, uh, federal regulations say that you cannot have anyone outside of the postal worker ride in the truck. But they would, even if they're pit bulls, even if they're even if the child is, you know, the, the child was in danger with these pit bulls, and this wow. woman was fired for doing the right thing. It's not I okay. Did, I didn't know. That even was in America, what if he crawled up there with the luggage? Well, that's a whole different deal because you'll die. <laughs> so yeah, that's really kind of just a pick your poison yeah. situation. Yeah. So there's a lot of people trying to help this woman get her job back because she yeah. was trying to rescue a kid, um, but she hasn't gotten it back yet. Maybe huh. she maybe she moved to a new town and get it. I like know. they won't call the references. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always my solution. Start over somewhere else. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> it's always interesting when you sit down with an employer and you try to explain why you were fired from your last job, and you say, "Well, I actually saved a child's life." Well, <laughs> you, no one's going to buy that story. Right. You're going to be like, "No, that's not true." She can print out the news article. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, a live performance by Audrey Assad. You're listening to Amos Lee. The song is Windows Are Rolled Down. It's playing right now on Relevant FM. Uh, we are working on a feature on Amos Lee uh, for an upcoming issue of Relevant. There's a little sneak peek action for you. Very nice. Audrey Assad is a Phoenix-based singer-songwriter who really has broken out in the last year. She released her debut album on Sparrow uh, Records. It's called The House You're Building. And it, it basically every year-end list, it was named among the best, if not the best, Christian album of the year. We're big fans uh, of, of Audrey's. And in fact, when she came uh, through the studio to record this performance, we also filmed it. And the videos of that performance will be up this week on Relevant TV. So make sure to check that out. Here is Audrey Assad performing The Way You Move. The hardest part of love is not the things I have to give, no. It's what I give up. I'm giving up ground and I'm trading in my solitude for safety now. When all my pride, you know it doesn't stand a chance. Against the way you move, you're pulling up roots and you're breaking down walls. I don't stand a chance at all against the way you move. No, Like a 
taking off the doors on your way I got nothing left to hide behind that I'm trading all my faith and my fear in my eyes and all my pride you know it doesn't stand a chance against the way you move you're tearing up That was Audrey Assad. You can check her out at AudreyAssad.com. You're listening to Licky Lee. The song is I Follow Rivers. It's uh, based loosely on the Lewis and Clark expedition. (laughs) But that's how they would get places. They would follow the river because they could walk along the riverbanks. Yeah, no, I got it. In the heavily densely wooded Wild West. Sorry. With Sacagawea. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I discovered Licky Lee a couple of years ago thanks to Relevant Magazine. There you go. Was happy about that. Did you that. know about Relevant? Did you work here? <laughs> I found out about Relevant Magazine through Licky Lee. She told me about it. <laughs> no. Sure, it was Relevant or was it that magazine? It no. was th- that magazine. <laughs> Which <laughs> magazine? See, that sounds like a fantastic magazine. <laughs> Recommending Licky Lee. Tell well, me more well, about like, it. Cameron kind of wants to launch a new magazine right now. <laughs> you he's, he's a little excited. That real I'm quick. sure I still own the domain. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Wait, hold on. I think this is relevant. How many domains do you own, by the way? Oh, you dear. you buy URLs yeah. as a right. hobby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well. I used to buy them way more than I do now. He'd say something funny and be like, oh, I need that dot com. I've, I've been in meetings <laughs> yeah. and he's like, oh, that's a good dot com. You know, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, bought it. Yeah. 150. I don't know. 150. Sure. A lot. A lot. We have a lot. But I used to acquire them like back in 98, 9, 2000 when I was like dreaming about this company. Any idea I had, I would buy the domain. And so I bought... Um, things like that magazine and that online and whatever, but then weren't domains like fifty dollars? There was seventy five dollars a pop, and I was making oh, I was making twenty four thousand dollars a year. So 
like all of my money went to domains. <laughs> that was like six figures back in the nineties, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it was twenty four thousand. Was it? Was it? Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, same as today. Yeah, same as today. <laughs> uh, uh, so no, but I bought uh, chickenfight.com. Because right. I thought it was, you know, funny and I'd do something with it one day. Was cockfight.com already taken? <laughs> I, well, see, I, I was at a magazine <laughs> called Seven Ball. And, and, and so the, uh, like I had, I had characters that I developed, like the Space Monkey 3000 and different mm-hmm. things. So I owned all these domains, like Space Monkey 3000 and uh, BigOneIndianHead.com. Big I had this wise old Indian head, which we still own. And all this stuff. So I had all these you domains did, for them. You guys did pen pals, like written pen pals. Yeah, we did then. in the magazine. <laughs> yeah, in the magazine we do written we pen pals do that and again. stuff. Yeah, bring it back. I'm surprised back. Family Guy hasn't contacted you to try to get chickenfight.com. Well, listen, listen, here's what happened with chickenfight.com. I own chickenfight.com and I keep, you know, I'm going to do something with it one day because it's funny. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know what the game would be, but it'd be some sort of chicken fighting thing. I believe chickens and fighting would be involved. Yeah. I'm assuming. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Probably somehow. legal. Yeah. Yeah. So then, you know, I own it for a few years. Relevance just starting. We're really struggling, acquiring a lot of debt. And then, you know, some of my old expensive domains come up for renewal and chickenfight.com comes up in like probably O2. And I'm just like, I, I'm not doing anything with chickenfight.com. I, I got to let it go. Within six months... Burger King launches a national advertising oh, campaign, yeah. chickenfight.com. Burger King bought it like the day I let it lapse. And they and they and when they launched their new chicken sandwich. Chickenfight.com takes you to BK.com. Exactly. That's amazing. I'm like, oh, if I would have held out one more time, their marketing we company would have... We could be funded by... We could have been funded by, by Burger King. Burger King URL money. Damn. Or they could have just paid you in burgers. Well, so <laughs> like now, a lifetime supply. So now... <laughs> So, well, like they don't even have that anymore, and they just literally redirects you to them because you don't let go of domains. It's like a currency, and this is a lesson learned. If you can come up with a word combination that's available, you buy it, folks. Because Burger King made one me, one day. Let me ask you this, Cameron: If they would have come to you and said, "We will give you ten thousand dollars for ChickenFight.com or free Whoppers for life," what would you have done? Uh, trust me, ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Not even. They could have said five hundred dollars, and I would have been like, "That's more money I've seen in two years." So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were struggling the first two years. Okay, so uh, I, just the first. You could have been the Michael Vick of chicken fighting <laughs> if you had really gone. My chicken fight aspirations were far more humane and funny than humane. Fighting. Humane. I didn't want actual chickens involved. I thought it would be like cartoon chickens. There's still a chicken. I don't own an actual launch. space monkey. No, then you you would you would be allowing. I mean, you would be influencing American pop culture towards thinking that chicken fighting is okay. I I just think. Did you never well, do chicken fights in a pool? What? Is that the in a pool? Yes, when you sit on somebody else's shoulders and you chicken fight. That's oh, chicken yeah. fighting. Oh yeah, yeah, it's chicken fighting. Yeah, I I did that growing up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I was gonna say I thought I thought that you meant actual chickens fight in pools, <laughs> and I was like, what? wow, that's an element I never even thought of. No, no, no that's what I'm talking. <laughs> you put the chicken on your shoulder <laughs> and it fights the chicken <laughs> the on the shoulder of someone else. <laughs> it sits on your head. Yeah, and you have to you do know it what, deep end. When I was kick your little when legs. I was at ORU in Oklahoma, on the ballot was should cockfighting remain legal in Oklahoma. No way. Wow. It's yes. not legal. It, at the time, that was on the ballot. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. Okay, it is time for our Grammy Award trivia game. Take it away. Extravaganza. Extravaganza, sorry. Take it away. All right, so um, I think it will be Josh and Maya playing. Absolutely. This, this is a battle of the titans that has been raging for ages. Between me and Maya? I'm all-time scorekeeper. It's, yeah. 
Wait, what's yeah. the game? I thought we were just announcing the winners. No, no, that's Oscars.biz. That's in the oh. next segment. What is this then? This is the, the Grammy Awards oh. are coming up. Totally different Another award. Another reason I could have worn my, <laughs> my sequence dress. Double the Goodness, reason. guys. Give me some heads up here. The Grammy Awards are coming up this this weekend. Yep. I'll set it up. Oh. And, you know, like there's scuttlebutt that Eminem is going to get album of the year. What? Anyway. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> um, and so anyway, uh, Jesse and Chad uh, came up with a Grammy Award trivia competition for the two of you. All right. And, and, and you you know, thinking that Eminem may win, you may be thinking, oh, no, the Grammys lack credibility. This game will restore your sense of credibility to the Grammy Awards. All Good. Right. They with it. that, the first question. For who? Josh. For Josh. Which communist leader is the winner of best spoken word album for children? Okay. Do I have choices? Yes, yes. I'm going to give you some choices. Is it Fidel Castro's little red riding hood? No. (laughs) (laughs) Mao Zedong's Alice and the People's Wonderland? (laughs) (laughs) Miguel Miguel Gorbachev's uh, Peter and the Wolf? (laughs) Or Lennon's The Happy Little Worker Bee? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, A. Fidel Castro, Little Red Riding Hood. It's Gorbachev. It's Gorbachev. Really? Yeah, he actually won a Grammy for Best Spoken Word Album for Children. This wasn't that long ago for, for Peter and the Wolf. Okay, hold on. I thought I thought this was one of those games in which you were making up the right answer. I didn't realize that you were... No, yeah, it's the, real these, Grammy these trivia. Real Grammy, real Grammy trivia. Okay. The, 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 the right answer is real. Yeah, I made up he, the rest. If okay. he's making up the right answer, how do you know what the right answer is? <laughs> we played a game like that once. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, we did. We're, it was all made up and we had to just figure out what Jesse what, what Jesse Whatever thinks. Jesse what thinks. Jesse thinks. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to do one for pure entertainment value. <laughs> right. This one is for the betterment of our audience and their knowledge of the Grammys. Because well, um, you know what's going to happen. The, the early adopters who listen to this podcast on Friday night or Saturday are going to get all this all these great trivia bits and they're going to be sitting there casually watching the Grammys with their friends or family and they'll be like well you know you know I really prefer the the winner of best spoken word children's album from two years ago Mikhail Gorbachev yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> and people will be like wow how'd you know that well I'm a big I'm a big Grammy buff yeah you know? and, the, and then every time you say one go boom I just dropped a truth bomb on your head <laughs> everyone at the everyone at your Grammy watching party will love you for that <sighs> is that is that your new catchphrase you're trying to start yeah, I, I, I probably say it five times a day. <laughs> truth bomb. <laughs> yeah. You hear that? The truth bomb just went off. Gosh. All right, next question. Maya. What, what U.S. president has won two Grammy Awards? Okay. There, there's no choices. It's just oh. be- between the U.S. presidents. Grammy. Ronald Reagan? I'm sorry. The correct answer is Barack Obama for oh. best spoken word album for both of his books. I was thinking that. I knew he'd written two books. I would also accept the Van Buren Boys two volume set secret handshakes. It's a Seinfeld reference. I know. And, you know, yeah. back when you were saying, would you rather have the money or the Whoppers for life? All I could think of is when Kramer won the coffee burn settlement and he got unlimited coffee <laughs> yeah. from Jackie life. Childs. Yeah. Jackie Childs. <laughs> yeah. Because he Who, said, you put the bomb on? Who took the bomb on? Because <laughs> then the negotiations, they were going to give him $50,000 and free coffee for life. And so they, just, said, they said, all right, we're prepared to offer you. 
free coffee for life at any of our locations in North America. I'll take it. Yeah. And, you know. yeah. <laughs> he reaches over and shakes their hand. <laughs> and then he becomes like addicted to coffee. <laughs> Espresso. Cappuccino. All right, go ahead. All right, so so uh, it's it's oh it's oh for two right now. So so Josh, maybe you can uh, come away with the right answer and put the first score on the board. Which of the following is given out for an individual song and is not an award for a song writer? Okay. Okay. Is it record of the year, album of the year, or song of the year? Uh, that's record of the year. You are correct. He's in the industry. I oh, know. I feel like mm-hmm. that wasn't mm-hmm. fair. But that—that's a very confusing. It is. It is. It, it really is. It's clearly like record confusing. of the year, album of the year. You would <laughs> think they'd be the same thing, but they're not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not confusing for Josh. Eh, clearly for Jesse, it's a little confusing. It is. <laughs> yeah. I'm still puzzled by this one. <laughs> it is bizarre. In the music industry, they talk about uh, when is that record coming the out? Biz. When the biz, and uh, they are referring to a song, not the. Uh, Album. Well, it's from the old singles, the old 45 days. Right. And an LP is an album, but yep. a record was a single, and that's yep. how songs were distributed. Exactly. Well, so I just got a truth bomb dropped on my head. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate that. All right. Uh, Maya, which of the following Hollywood stars has not won a Grammy? And it is a travesty that this person hasn't. Uh, Zach Braff, Tia Carrera, Martin Scorsese, Kate Winslet or Kevin Bacon. Only one of those has not won a Grammy. Really? No, Jesse, I think your second choice is is actually pronounced Tia Tequila. I, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That would that would make sense. Because um, <laughs> I had no idea who Tia Carrera was, so I, I'm, I guess it was a typo. No. I'm going to go with Kevin Bacon. You are correct. Wow. Oh, wow. What? Wow, he should, has he has released a few albums, uh, but 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 the Baconator <laughs> is yet to win the coveted Grammy. Tia Carrera has won for best Hawaiian music album. Huh. That's uh, and Kate Winslet has also won for best spoken word album for children as well. Yeah, that's her and words. Gorbachev are it's in good company. It was a duet. Yeah. Well, well, they, they were romantically involved uh, around the time of Titanic, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think I read that in a gossip rag. <laughs> All right. Who, Josh, who is the youngest recipient of a Grammy Award? And bonus point if you can get the age of the person Bieber. when they want. Okay. Bieber, Taylor, Smith, Taylor Swift. Uh, Michael Jackson, Leanne Rimes, or Christina Aguilera? Ah, trick okay. question. Hold the on, the hold correct on. answer uh-huh. is Emmanuel Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> TV's not, Webster. Not the shortest <laughs> person to no. receive it. She's uh, not the youngest looking. Oh, is yeah, this, that's, oh, that's what I thought the question was. Is this for a specific award? No, just a Grammy in general. A Grammy in general. Uh, the options again, Michael Jackson, Christina Aguilera, Justin Bieber. Taylor Swift and Leanne Rimes. Um, I am gonna go with Leanne Rimes. And in her age at the time, uh, fifteen. Ooh, you you got the right answer, well, but the wrong bonus. She was fourteen. Fourteen. Oh, I was so off. So close. Okay. Yeah, you're, you. I don't even know how you're in the business. Yeah, I don't understand. I would have guessed. Her uh, yeah. All right, Maya. In 1989, the Grammys finally started giving out awards for rap performance. Uh, who won the first Grammy for, for rap performance uh, and, and the song? Was, 
was it uh, Salt and Peppa's Push It, LO Cool J's Going Back to Cali, Public Enemies Fight the Power, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince's Parents Just Don't Understand, JJ Fad's Supersonic, or Carmen for his yet-to-be-released masterpiece, <laughs> Riot, which, if you don't remember, is an acronym for Righteous Invasion of Truth. Oh, Yet-to-be-released? Truth bomb. It's released. Uh, oh, in 1989. Oh, 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 sorry. Yeah. I'm going to go with Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. That is right. I, that is right. And if, yeah. if you had any questions about Grammy credibility, they gave out the first rap award to the Fresh Prince. So awesome obviously song. they know hip hop. <laughs> and jazz. Because of, of his name. Yeah, they, they, they actually won for rap and jazz that yeah. year. Yeah, it was a combo. And and best spoken word album for children. Mm, always. <laughs> for, for, and it was for the rap for the intro to Fresh Prince of Bel Air because of a cautionary tale. <laughs> got one little fight. Mom got scared. All right. He's, like, um, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I will do the whole thing. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't put me in that position because I'll do it. All right. All right, Cameron. What's the score real quick? Four to three. Two to two. <laughs> He's just saying numbers. <laughs> Josh, how many how many Grammys uh, has Elmo from Sesame Street won? It's a number from one to five. Yeah, that number's four. That number's three. <laughs> <laughs> truth bomb. Yeah, truth bomb. You're welcome. Okay. Who holds the award for most Grammy nominations without a win? Susan Lucci. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's Big Bird from Sesame Street. Um, yeah, he's snubbed every year by Elmo. Um, all right, so is it is it Bjork, Snoop Dogg, Brian McKnight, Avril Lavigne, Megadeth, or Carmen? Snoop Dogg. It's Brian McKnight oh. with 16. Oh. Wow. I feel sorry for him. But according to, this is Chad here. He, according to to him on, on my little sheet here, Carmen has been nominated for three Grammys. Wow, good but he's for never him. won. Yeah, he's ne- he's never won. I think I think he's been uh, nominated in in rap as well as best spoken word album for children. Yeah, so. <laughs> I believe Jeff. that. All right, all right. So is this is this the 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 final round here? Yep. Yeah, we're still two to two. Oh man, this is this is coming. This is another barn burner. <laughs> all right, all right, uh, Josh. Who holds the the all-time record for most Grammy wins? Is it Bruce Springsteen, U2, the Russian piano player and composer Vladimir Horowitz, Quincy Jones, Sting, Sir George Salatori, or Alison Krauss? Oh, that's interesting. Krauss. Um... Uh, I'm going to say Quincy Jones. It is Sir Sir George Salatoli. He is a Hungarian-British conductor who conducted the Chicago Symphony Orchestra for 22 years, for your information. How many many Grammys has he won? 31. Wow. Wow. He's cleaned up. He's pretty good at his job. My second guess was Stephen Curtis Chapman. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so, so. yeah, he he's right up there. He's, he's won right he's won more Dove awards, I think. Than yeah, yeah. Awards. If you were to combine his <laughs> Dove best, award winnings, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's in the hundreds. It is, it is. I think one year he won in every category. Yeah, I think. Last so. week I was at the uh, <laughs> National Prayer Breakfast in in DC, and uh, and Alison Krauss performed. And when they introduced her, they said she has won more Grammy awards than any female artist in history. 
Jeez. I had wow. no idea. Wow. I mean, I've heard of her. I heard her music, but I had no yeah. idea she had that many. Isn't that crazy? 26. Yeah. That is wow. amazing. That's amazing. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So right, I could, so, I could so, win so it So, Maya, this is for the win, Woo! if I'm correct. Yes, you are correct. No, all if, right. If she's correct, I think. Okay, truth bomb. All right. Uh, Thank you, Josh. Uh, Kanye West lost the Grammy for Best New Artist of the Year in 2005. To whom? Was it The Killers? Maroon 5? Fall Out Boy? Los Lonely Boys? Or Gretchen Wilson? This is good. Say the question again. Uh, Kanye West lost the, the Grammy for Best New Artist in 2005 to one of these. The Killers, Maroon 5, Fallout Boy, Los Lonely Boys, or Gretchen Wilson? Fallout Boys. Ooh, it's Maroon 5. Oh. We got a stalemate. Uh, we can go one more. I think we and have just to. have a lightning round. We have to. We, huh? yeah, really we can't how, end on a tie. How do you propose having a lightning round? <laughs> this isn't we'll soccer. We'll just yell out the answer. This isn't say, the answer. Just, just shout. Yeah, say the question, Jesse, and we'll just yell out the answer. All right, go. Okay, Celine Dion. Who is- <laughs> yes. Awesome. Who is- <laughs> That'd be awesome. You won. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who is the only artist to refuse a Grammy award? Is it Prince, Sinead O'Connor? Sinead O'Connor. Yes. Oh! Maya got it. I think she did. She shaves her head. She Dang doesn't it. want that crap. Oh man. <laughs> I will take does, that yeah, one. Does she look like she wants needs a Grammy? <laughs> no. When Elmo's winning them? No. Right. That was fun. All right. That'll do it for our Grammy trivia quiz show extravaganza. <laughs> Stay tuned. Up next, Audrey Assad. You're listening to Pomegranates. The song is Everybody Come Outside. I like Pomegranate Kool Aid. It's my favorite. Is it really? It's it's playing right now on Relevant FM. Normally, when an artist is coming through our studio, it's because they're out on tour and they're and they're passing through the city. Um, So Audrey Assad, even though she's toured with the likes of Chris Tomlin and Jarza Clay and 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 many others, um, she's actually not on tour right now. Uh, She's getting married in two weeks. So uh, wisely is getting off the road for a bit. Um, so so uh, rather than seeing her live, your only opportunity is to see her perform on Relevant TV. <laughs> uh, little plug there. Here's Audrey Saad in the Relevant Studios performing The House You're Building.
stone So lay me in the house you're building Yeah, yeah Come on You are a shelter for every misfit soul like me We are the four walls to the cornerstone You are, you're the solid rock that we are built upon And all this time like a vagabond, a homeless stranger I've been wandering and all my life you've been calling me to home You know I've been mean and I'm a broken stone Lay me in the house you're building Cause here you I find my meaning yeah. And here you I find my beauty All this time like a vagabond A homeless stranger I've been wandering and all my life You've been calling me to own that you know I've been needed all this time Like a vagabond, a homeless stranger I've been wandering and all my life You've been calling me to hold me you know I've been needed, I'm a So lay me in the house you're building Yeah, yeah Lay me in the house you're building In the house you're building That was Audrey Assad. Check her out at AudreyAssad.com listening to Iron and Wine. The song is Me and Lazarus. It's playing right now on Relevant FM. Uh, okay, it's time for your feedback. Uh, last time we were with you, we skipped a week, but last time we were with you, we, we gave you our nominations for our very special non-celebrity reality show awards called the Oscars. O-S-K-A-R-Z. So you went over to Oscars.biz and voted there in our interactive poll. Um, <laughs> Uh, where when I built the site, I, I, the tagline I used: "Giving awards to people who wouldn't win any others." <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so here, and uh, I will I will say the category, and Chad will announce the winner by your vote of of uh, each award. Uh, the first the first Oscars.biz award 
Uh, best new show in the category of law enforcement slash personal storage unit foreclosure. The nominees are Border Wars, Police Women of Broward County, Alaska State Troopers, Steven Seagal Lawman, and Storage Wars. And the winner is Steven Seagal Lawman. Yeah, yes. I, I agree with that one. Well done, everyone. Yes. Well done. Uh, next award, best alien slash monster slash ghost slash whaler hunting show. <laughs> the nominees are UFO Hunters, Monster Quest, Ghost Hunters International, and Whale Wars. The Oscars.biz goes to Monster Quest. Monster Ooh. Quest. Yes. Nice. Yes. That, that's, that's very encouraging. I thought Ghost Hunters International <laughs> would win. That's very, very encouraging. encouraging. I'm just glad they're finally getting the recognition they deserve. Because <laughs> they haven't found a monster yet. It's been <laughs> off for like three seasons, but they haven't found one. So I think they at least deserve an award. Yes. Uh, next Oscars.biz award goes to the best accessory. The nominees are Billy the Exterminator's Vexicon sunglasses, Caesar Milan's rollerblades, the stink bombs of those nerds from Whale Wars throw at the Japanese whaling vessels, and Jamie from Mythbusters Beret. In a landslide. The winner was Billy the Exterminator's Vexcon sunglasses. Ah. There's, there's really no other you know, choice. Rollerblades. When, when Cameron like said a could, couple weeks ago that Billy the Exterminator one. was like our Mad Men, in that it was sort of the darling of the award show, mm -hmm. uh -huh. I pictured a T-shirt. You know how Mad Men has that symbol of like Don Draper's silhouette, you know, kind yeah. of in the suit. Yeah. Of making a T-shirt, except it was Billy the Exterminator's head on the Draper body. <laughs> And there's probably no sleeves on the suit coat. And I thought that would be a fitting emblem for the Oscars.biz awards. I agree. Next award goes to the I Feel Kind of Weird After an Hour of Watching That award. Uh, the nominees are Hoarders, Animal Hoarders, I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant, My Strange Addiction, and Chris Angel Mind Freak. It came down to the wire between two. Uh, second place, I didn't know I was pregnant, but taking it home, hoarders. Yeah, Absolutely. if you've ever it's seen that so show, addictive. you feel very guilty. Oh, you feel dirty. Makes you want to get up and clean. I yes. actually feel really fantastic after I watch that show because it it's just, like no matter how bad my life is, not least not at least I'm not that weirdo. It's the reason why I love Jerry Springer. I don't feel as crazy when I watch it, and I don't feel as messy when I see hoarders. I feel mm. actually pretty normal. Next award, the I Can't Believe I Just Spent Four Hours Watching That Award, i.e. the Deadliest Catch Award. The nominees are Mythbusters, Pawn Stars, Dirty Jobs, Locked Up Abroad, and Man vs. Wild. The Oscar.biz goes to Pawn Stars. Yeah, right. Done that. The other night, I was up till 3.30 watching mm -hmm. Pawn Stars. Mm -hmm. This is a ridiculous it, it, marathon. Did, was it like entering a time wormhole where the four, they just went by, the hours just went by like that? And then right after it, when they finally ended it, at like 1 a.m., American Pickers came on. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. I'm f I mean, I really contemplated calling in the next day and just, see, <laughs> just seeing it all the way through. <laughs> um, okay. Most, uh, next award, most awkward father and son dynamic. Nominees are American Chopper, Pawn Stars, Billy the Exterminator, Swamp Loggers, and the father of any of the children on I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant. And that is the one that won. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I thought that was kind of a dark horse, but I'm glad it came <laughs> home. <with that. laughs> All right, next award, the Lifetime Achievement Award. The nominees are Mike Rowe for Dirty Jobs, his expansive voiceover work, and his borderline inappropriate Lee Jeans campaign. <laughs> Dean Kane for years of exploiting and exploring the world of human oddities on Ripley's Believe It or Not. 
Dog the Bounty Hunter, for his longtime hit show, as well as his real-life bounty hunting. Mike Toodle, for pioneering the comic relief role in reality programming. And Chris Angel, for many years of mind-freaking us. <laughs> Jesse wrote it. That's and the name of the show. show. That, yeah. It is funny when you're reading Jesse's work and he's just and he's, enjoying. He's it. giggling he's at his giggling. own words. <laughs> like, man, that is so smart. <laughs> well, we want to say congratulations to Mike Rowe, of course, yes. for a lifetime achievement. Yeah. No other choice. If you haven't YouTube his Lee Jeans campaign commercials. Do it now. With caution. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and you'll feel like you just watched an episode of Hoarders and it only lasts at 30 seconds. Preferably do it while you're in your Ford. <laughs> uh, next award, uh, second to last award, best sidekick slash assistant. The nominees are Ricky from Billy the Exterminator, Carrie from Mythbusters, Bear Grylls' Pocket Knife from Man vs. Wild, Chumley from Pawn Stars, and Daddy from the Dog Whisperer. Congrats to Ricky from Billy the Exterminator. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Another dark horse. I know. And the final award of the evening, Best Hair, Mullet or Ponytail Division. The nominees are <laughs> Dog the Bounty Hunter, Steven Seagal Lawman, with the caveat that he is not a celebrity. Right, right. Uh, Billy the Exterminator, Leland from Dog the Bounty Hunter, and the entire cast of police women from Broward County. <laughs> <laughs> you can only imagine who won. Congrats to the entire cast yes. of police women of Broward yes. County. Nice. Congrats. Woo! All right. There are your Oscars.biz 2011 winners. Uh, expect press releases to be sent out post haste by all the networks <laughs> of these shows. Post haste. Um, okay. So uh, that'll do it for your feedback. It's time for this week's question of the week. Editorial question of the week. Okay. Well, it's that time of year. Love is in the air. You know, actually, I've always wondered why Valentine's Day is in the dead of winter. You know, it's not yeah. like when spring love blossoms. I yeah, think that, you you'd know. think it would be dying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's the dead of winter for many of you. And yet you have to go buy a Hallmark card and roses and chocolates. Uh, February 14th, obviously, is Valentine's Day. This is the weekend leading up to it. Um, so we wanted to know for this week's question of the week, your best Valentine's story. Did, um, did you have a crazy Valentine's? Did something crazy happen? Uh, you know, did you get proposed to, did you propose? Did she say no? You know, things like that. We want to hear your craziest and best Valentine's stories. Head over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and you can post your replies right there in the comments. And uh, next week on the podcast, we will read our favorites on the air. Now, if you want to tell us your story other than write it uh, to us, you can call into the podcast episode hotline 407-660-1411 extension 126 and, uh, and, and, and leave us a message there and we will play your stories on the, on the podcast next week. On that note, we'll wrap it. Many thanks to Audrey Saad for coming through the studio. Uh, make sure you pick up her new album. It's on Amazon and iTunes, and you can get it everywhere. It's, it's great. Uh, and you can also read about her more in the new issue, or the last issue of Relevant Magazine. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I'm Josh Luan Loveless. I'm Jesse Carey. And that's Chad Michael Snavely. We'll see you next week.
Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. Boom, I just dropped a truth bomb on your head.